It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast talking real estate. What else around the UAE on our Saturday morning available on Spotify and Apple and of course wherever you get your podcast from. Yes indeed, the weekend it has arrived and the 28th day of October for 2023 coming up in just a moment. We have the Saturday morning property market update. Mario and his team are going to be here. And if you're looking for something to do perhaps uh, with the kids across this weekend, don't forget about the Dubai Crocodile Park. It spans across 20,000 ominous square metres. Looks after 250 sinister-looking crocodiles. This family-friendly area gives you the opportunity to also engage with these crocodiles at feeding times. I'm not sure whether it's really me. I actually don't like crocodiles. What about you, Mario? You would have been to, to see the crocodiles, uh, especially around feeding time? Good morning, Craig. Good morning to all the listeners. Um, I have to say uh, the answer to that is no, I haven't. And I've been really, really bad because Dubai also has a safari park, which I've also not been to. I put it down to the fact I'm a very busy agent. We work all the time and poor me, I don't have this leisure time to actually go and see the crocs. Well, I think the reason why you don't need to go and see, particularly the the frenzy feeding time, is you've already seen that with real estate agents at these launches. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what an amazing analogy. And yes, uh, the humankind is there, one trying to get up on the other, you know, just to, to grab the tokens to be able to sell something. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, no need to go. It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. Yes, it is time for another edition of the Saturday Morning Property Market Update. Uh, Once again, of course, we also, in conjunction with Mario, we have got Michael Doyle and Raunak Thakur here. And, you know, often we talk about high net worth individuals who have uh, a lot of the high-end development projects and the talking points that come with that and the the covered airtime. Maybe at times it's a little bit too much, but that is the market, right? There is so much of that luxury market in the Dubai area. But if you are a middle income earner, there are developers who are creating apartments for your price point with some pretty nice amenities. Now, Mario would say bang for your buck. So what special incentives can they offer you, the home buyer? Well, let's come to you, Raunak, because I think you're right across this to inform us. Yes, guys. So Hassin Residence is launched by Dugasta Properties. It's next to the Maktoum International Airport, which is the south of Dubai. And they're bringing like high quality homes to the middle income families. And the studios are starting from 342,000 rums, which is $92,000. And the two bedrooms are like for 1.1 million, which is again, $300,000. And they also have a new scheme for the home buyers at Al Hassin Residence. They actually guarantee you an 8% annual return on the investment for the first five years, followed by a buyback option on the fifth year. So if you want to sell it back after five years, you can directly sell it back to the developer. And as soon as the buyer signs up an agreement and pays the full amount, 
and the next day they will sign quarterly rental checks for the five years and hand you over the property. Also, this one comes with a five-year service charge waiver, so it's a perfect option for an investor who's looking for like cash flow. Now, perhaps just explain Raonac what that means, because not everybody will know what a five-year service charge waiver means. So, just explain that one. Service charges are paid yearly to the developer for the upkeep of the property. So, a waiver on that is you're not paying any service charges for the year. So, you're technically saving around ten to eleven thousand dirhams a year just on service charges, and it's been waived by the developer. They're going to take care of everything for the first five years. Mm. And you know, eight percent annual return that is guaranteed. That is not too too bad, and particularly aimed. You know, we're talking about that middle income earning capacity as opposed to, as I said in the, the setup, the, the high net worth individuals that really don't need any mortgages. So the thing is, this concept, I've obviously seen it in like hotel apartments where they guarantee you all this, but this being a residential property, then getting you an 8% return, that's really a great investment for investors who are actually looking for the cash flow. Remember, we are not a real estate company. We are 100% all about increasing your awareness and knowledge for buying and selling properties. The Dubai Property Podcast. And let's go to you, Michael, because you've got some recent experiences that you're going to tell us about while searching for a new rental property. So what's been happening in this space? Correct, Craig. Yeah. So I've been in the same area, uh, IMPZ there for a few years now. And, you know, I felt the change was due and, and my lease is approaching its end as well. But, you know, the one thing I'm noticing from a kind of client's perspective now is, you know, most of the properties I'm inquiring on, either the agent is not responding, the property is no longer available, or the agent is telling me the landlord is actually seeking a higher premium than that's stated in the ad. So I did, however, get in touch with one agent the property she had listed was gone. However, she was very attentive and had, you know, offered me a range of alternatives in the same tower and the tower next door, one of which I'm actually closing on this week. So again, it just shows the importance of finding and working with a, a true professional uh, through your home search, whether it's a rental or a sale, because the, the difference is night and day, you know, in the experience you can have in the market. So when I found someone that I could rely on and that had stock, I, I absolutely latched onto her. So I can understand how clients feel, you know. Mm, oh, well, it's so very frustrating because you only really have so much time between your rental expiring and then replacing it with another. And if you've got complications, that really does add to the headache. Exactly. Yeah. It's just added stress. And you might have had your heart set on something online, but it's not actually there. And, and you know, a lot of properties that are available for rent are not online, you know, and you really kind of have to go to the good agents who have the stock and who have the deals and who have the properties that are, you know, coming onto the market soon. And that's how you can really kind of capitalize. And there is an area on the north side of Dubai, not too far away from downtown Dubai and Dubai Creek Harbour, that is attracting some attention. And it's an area that is reshaping. I think that's fair to say its reputation and potential as a real estate market. So, Mario, what's happening in this space? 
Well, we're dealing with an Egyptian developer called LMD, who actually has done nine projects in Egypt, one in Greece, one in Spain, two finished products in Dubai, and two now under construction. This is now the th- another one that's under construction. It's in an area called Al Jadaf. Al Jadaf, we haven't spoken about it. Uh, it's just on the borders of the creek. Definitely, there are many uh, plots there that are being redeveloped and being bought by developers now. So it is an area of focus. What's particularly interesting about this particular product is that the uh, this particular tower is literally uh, located on a plot behind the headquarters of Diwa. Now, Diwa, for the listeners, is the uh, Dubai Electricity and Water Authority, and it's going to house thousands of employees. Now, these people potentially may want to live somewhere close by to where they work, and having a tower built literally walking distance to this particular building will be an investor's uh, dream, notwithstanding the fact that it is only a seven-minute walk to the actual Al Jadaf metro station, which then links up the whole of Dubai. So it's up and coming. The prices are good. It's a renowned developer and definitely, you know, would be worth uh, a look for any listener who's interested in investing in Dubai. You know, the old supply and demand, isn't it? It's just uh, building that infrastructure in this case, it's accommodation, but, you know, where there's a need for the accommodation, they've identified that as a growth area, let's build a tower. Absolutely. And also, it's a great payment plan. And, you know, there are so many projects and we talk about them all the time. But literally, again, like I like I ask people to do their due diligence on agents, they should do their due diligence also on products and, and, and uh, projects. You know, what are they looking for? Is it return on investment? Is it capital appreciation? What's the infrastructure? What's around? You know, what's nearby? And all these things will help in the growth of this particular property. So, yeah, like you said, located to the east of downtown in the vicinity of the Zabil area, Jadaf has actually surged into the spotlight in the past year with a number of excellent launches. So the latest obviously being Boutique 23 by LMD, which is which is fantastic. The area does have some popular towers, including the Palazzo Versace and the D1 Tower, both of which offered service apartments. I think Mario mentioned Jadaf is slowly showing what a dark horse it is in terms of future potential and kind of breaking away from this preconception I had previously as kind of a low cost, heavy populated area with a lot of kind of healthcare facilities out there. So definitely one to watch over the next few years. And I really have my eye on Jadaf at the moment. Yeah. Explore new property destinations where you could live with exclusive interviews covering real estate news and market insights. We cover everything on the Dubai Property Podcast. Well, we want to talk about this morning fraudulent agents or freelancers who are probably people that you want to try and avoid at all cost. And the question is, what precautionary steps can somebody take to avoid falling victim to these fraudulent agents or freelancers when it comes to renting an apartment, especially in Dubai? So, Raunak, you've got some information with regard to this. Exactly, Greg. So actually a friend of mine whose colleague is new in Dubai and he was looking for an apartment to rent out. And after finding the right property, he actually paid a deposit amount to reserve the property. And the next day, when he actually tried to contact this supposed agent, a freelancer or a rogue agent, he tried to contact him. The agent actually did not respond to him. 
And after dropping multiple messages and trying to call him again and again, the agent just ended up blocking him. And my friend's colleague actually ended up losing his deposit, which he had actually paid. And look, it does not happen every day, but to make sure that it doesn't happen to people who are actually trying to rent out the apartment, the first thing I would recommend is to actually see the agent's rare ID before you give him any deposit or any sort of check. See which company they're working for. And for any payments that you make, make sure you take a receipt for it. And you said that he lost the deposit. Uh, how much was that? How much are we talking about? Yeah, so he had actually paid 5,000 dirhams uh, to reserve the apartment and he lost all of it. And it's really important for, for the listeners to understand that whilst there are many, many uh, proper qualified, rear qualified real estate agents here working in the UAE, in Dubai, unfortunately, there are some unlicensed brokers, some freelancers, which uh, do try to enter the market. So I would always advocate, especially if you're dealing with rentals, if you're trying to rent a property and you've done your due, due diligence and you've checked everything out, then it's fine. But what I'm about to say is that if you haven't, never ever give cash to an agent, especially for the deposit. Uh, if it is a deposit, always write it out in the name of the landlord. So even if you are giving that to the agent, that agent can't do anything with that particular check. So this is a terrible story, obviously, that, that Raunek is saying and one to be very wary of. So ensure that you do your due diligence and check out who you're dealing with. Yeah, and kind of part of the problem too is the, the whole FOMO of missing out and, you know, the excitement of actually getting something and then they ask for money and then without thinking, they release the funds. Yeah, and, and listen, obviously there are procedures and an agent will obviously ask for funds. Now, when you're talking about a rental, then there effectively are three payments. One is the deposit, which if it's a check, it should be current dated and that can be cash and that's typically 5% of the rental value. The second is the rent itself, which is post dated and that's again in the form of a check. Uh, both of those uh, need to be payable to the landlord. Nobody else else. If it's uh, an agent saying that they're a power of attorney, then the uh, then the tenant needs to see the power of attorney and needs to see that, you know, he is able uh, to take money in his name. Otherwise, always in the name of the uh, of the agent. And the last payment is, of course, the commission, which is uh, typically 5% of the rent value if it's above a, a certain amount. And that obviously is also current dated, but that is made payable to the agent, but normally to the agency, the company, not to the individual. Individual. And what about these rogue agents that sort of hang around in residential lobbies just waiting for somebody to walk in? I mean, it's pretty brazen, isn't it? And somebody walks in and then they, boom, straight onto them, asking them if they're looking to, to rent a property. Exactly. So the thing is, they actually hang out over there and they tell like the prospect or the tenants or the one who's coming to check out the apartment, they actually offer them a really good deal. If it's too good to be true, then it's not something you'll lis listen to. Because the thing is, there's no way a property would be 15 to 20,000 less than the market price through these rogue agents. That's what they offer the tenant saying that, look, it's 15 to 20,000. If you go on Property Finder and you actually contact that agent, he will charge you 15 to 20,000 and charge you an extra agency fee. They actually approach agents who bring their clients to view the property. And once they go back, like once the agents leave, they actually follow your client and they catch them and tell them, look, I also have a property in that same building, which is 20,000 lesser than what you would say. And that's how they start off with the scam. 
And Michael, uh, just with regard to how you've got to be very careful with some of these rogue agents, I understand that your partner had a bit of an incident. Yes, Craig. Actually, my partner had a, an incident there last week to Ronix Point. Um, her AC had actually failed her AC system and was in need of repair. So she sent a message to the agent saying that it needed to be repaired, that she would need the, the landlord's number. The agent was kind of refusing to hand over the landlord's phone number. Uh, and on the rental contract, he had actually put his own number. So, you know, we had a bit of a battle with him. He was saying he wanted to come out himself and check it, uh, the AC system. So eventually we, he sent a technician out and he then had a battle with the technician for about 10-15 minutes on the phone because you know he wanted to keep it under the 500 dirham price tag that a tenant would have to pay as opposed to the landlord so you know we just said look enough of this messing around we headed over to the rental dispute center filled them in they gave us the landlord's number landlord fixed the ac and i think the agent got a bit of a scalding as well so yeah again it's just testament to ronick's point always check the you know the rear card the broker number and you know my partner hadn't done that at the time because she was none the wiser. So, yeah, you got to watch, Craig. And you're listening to the Saturday morning property market update uh, right around the UAE. Now, here's a question. What are the key considerations and limitations associated with obtaining a mortgage for an off-plan property purchase in the UAE, which includes the maximum loan-to-value ratio and the timing for initiating the financing process? Well, Let's go to you, uh, Raunek, because I think you had somebody that was asking you this very question about a mortgage for an off-plan property. So what happened? Uh, now buyers can actually get a mortgage on an off-plan property, but it's important to note that the mortgage for an off-plan purchase are often limited to projects which are being undertaken by large developers. Unlike loan-to-value ratio for secondary property, which is 80%, off-plan purchases, the maximum loan-to-value ratio for it is 50%, and this percentage applies to both the UAE nationals as well as the expats and non-residential people. Also, it is important to note that 50% of the finance has to be done by the buyer and has to be 50% of the property and he cannot get mortgage before that. I mean, this means obviously that potential buyer needs to have enough cash to at least cover the 50% of the property price and the project has to be completed 50% before he can apply for a mortgage. Yeah, that loan-to-value ratio, it's a big difference, isn't it, uh, when it comes to the secondary market for off-plan 50%, uh, secondary market 80%. Exactly. So the thing is, look, before this, you couldn't even get a mortgage on off-plan properties. The fact that you know banks are now actually giving you this thing, a mortgage on an off-plan property, just shows that they actually believe in Imar and Dubai properties and these big developers to complete their project on time. All right, so thanks for coming on to the Dubai Property Podcast once again, Raunak. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, Craig, and speak to you soon. And Michael, thanks to you for once again coming back on to the Dubai Property Podcast. Enjoy your weekend. Pleasure as always, Craig. Wishing everyone a great weekend ahead. And sorry about the All Blacks and the the Irish the other day. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's always next time. There's always next time. But congratulations, Craig. Great, great game. Craig, happy Halloween to everybody, and I'll see you next week. The skyline is constantly changing, growing, and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.